Hello to all you frequent flyers from across the globe, wherever you are listening to today's episode. Hi, I'm here in the 537 Media Studio again for another episode in collaboration with Flight Centre. So when this episode goes live, it is actually going to be the 1st of September, which is just absolutely crazy stuff. Holy heck, how are we already in September? Not going to lie, I'm actually quite excited. I feel like a lot of people are kind of like, how are we already through the year? I'm like, this is when the good shit starts to happen. I love the end of the year, all the celebrations. I feel like everyone's just in a good mood. A little bit stressful because I'm like, holy, I need to get everything done this year. But I fe- I'm feeling good. I'm feeling on track. And let's just take a little bit of a recap on the past couple weeks, the end of August. I feel like August just went in the blink of an eye. Like I actually just, I don't even know where it went, what happened. I, I can't even think. So the past two weeks, you guys would have known if you listened to the last episode that I went on a little girl's trip to Melbourne to see Luke Combs, which was absolutely amazing. I'm going to go deeper in another episode about the importance of having a break and having holidays, all that sort of stuff. So we'll touch on that in a later episode. So yeah, went on the girls trip and then was back for 24 hours, which then I recorded the intro for last week's episode, which you would have heard. And then I was off to Cairns for another five days. So I feel like the last two weeks of August, just when I say went in a blink of an eye, it was literally because I just wasn't in town at all and was just doing all different stuff which makes time go by really fast so I was in Cairns for the BLA Careers Expo it was excellent I had some very inspired young minds come up and talk to me about introduction into aviation and how to get started a lot requesting um, engineering or flight attendant which is awesome to see that people are looking at you know different career pathways within the aviation industry so always love chatting to everyone who is excited to start their career and then as well as that I had some people come up and talk about how they listen to the podcast so you guys know I always find that really really special so thank you to everyone who came up and spoke to me about that and also hi to some new listeners I know some people were kind of excited to hear that we had a podcast um, related to aviation travel business career all that stuff that we cover in the aviatrix airwaves podcast so hello to my frequent flyers that are new here you are very welcome and thank you for jumping on board with us so yes went to the careers expo that was on Thursday I was feeling a little bit run down I don't know if you can hear I feel like I'm still a little bit nasally so I'm sorry if you can hear that so yeah I went to that on Thursday It went all day. It was like eight till five. So I didn't really have any time to do anything Thursday afternoon, which was fine. Just relaxed. Friday, I... What did I do Friday in Cairns? Hmm. Oh, I went and set up for a careers expo. That was on Sunday. And then I had a couple meetings, some very exciting meetings, big things happening for the end of the year for Aviatrix. So get excited, everyone. And then Friday afternoon, we had a team dinner. So you guys, if you've been following along for quite some time or are active on the socials and can kind of find all the links, we've got National Aviation Academy, which is a sister brand of Aviatrix. And it's a fixed wing flying school 
both in Townsville and Cairns. So I was working with our Cairns base there and then we had a team dinner Friday night just because we like to kind of keep the family friendly vibe in our flight school and we like to all catch up when we can. It was awesome. We had some graduate students there as well, some staff that used to work with us and have gone on to different careers now. So it's always nice to just catch up with them and see where their journey has taken them and yeah, just kind of talk all ab geek stuff you know how it is so a little bit low but anyways no it was good and it's good to always see the students getting out and you know mingling and having fun with each other outside of flight school so that was really special Saturday a few of the students our barren aircraft had to fly from Townsville up to Cairns which was just perfect timing because the races were on Saturday in Cairns and we were going to go to that but then it was you know lovely tropical north Queensland weather and um, yeah it was a little bit rainy and we're all pretty feeling pretty like tired and wrecked so we ended up just going to the driving range Saturday which again was a lot of fun to hang out with the students and then Sunday we had the Cairns Airport um, Aviation Expo which was held at Aviation Australia and just kudos to them and everyone involved all the exhibitors it was just absolutely insane Matt and Emma from the Matt Hall Red Bull Racing they were there I didn't actually get to chat with Emma because she was so busy um you know getting photos and doing her presentations and stuff and I was literally stuck at my booth all morning that's how busy it was it was it was excellent just such a great turnout and it's one of the my favorite careers expos because everyone was actually there who was interested in aviation it wasn't just like a normal school careers expo they were where everyone's kind of just walking around and looking at different options which is great I'm all for just looking around and keeping your mind open to whatever careers there are. So yeah, it was it was good to actually chat to people who were really, really keen to get started again. So that was kind of my past week of August and what I've been up to. Let me tell you, I am a creature of habit and I'm so excited to be back in routine. I don't think I've ever been this excited just to be back home <laughs> in my own bed And I was just, I was really loving my routine before I went away. Uh, Again, I'm not complaining about going away. I absolutely loved my time off and I feel so refreshed and motivated. But yeah, I'm just, I was really loving my routine and I'm excited to get back into that. So if you follow me on my own socials, please make sure you um, keep me accountable. Be like, Georgie, are you going for your morning walks? Are you doing something for you every day that, you know, what you're changing changing in your routine every day so I'm excited to be getting back into that it's good to be back in the office good to be back in the studio planning kind of our next section of season two aviatrix airwaves so I feel like that was a really long catch up so we're going to get into today's episode of course we've got our news coming up some exciting news I've got a little surprise in there for you guys as well and then we've got travel tips today with Samantha and not gonna lie I think this was one of my favorite episodes I who I mean who doesn't love a good tip or you know a good um, life hack so yes that's what we're talking about today we've actually split it into Oh, I think it's five or six different topics. So we give you tips on lots of different topics, which is just great because we couldn't we couldn't just knuckle it down to one. So I was like, let's just cover them all. And then at the end of today's episode, we have travel chat again. And we actually have had someone send in their travel chat. So like always, you guys know, if you've got an exciting story, 
or just any story really for from travel from holidays if you're a travel agent or a flight attendant just anything if you're a pilot send in your travel chat stories because I would love to hear them or I'd love to read them out and yeah so I hope you enjoy today's episode get your notebooks ready to write stuff down save this podcast for future you who will be needing these tips Welcome to our Aviatrix updates. I'm going to keep this one nice and quick and simple today because we have quite a lot to unpack in this episode and you guys have a lot to note down. So I'm not going to overload you with too much more information. So to celebrate a new month and also the end of our Flight Centre series with Aviatrix Airwaves, I want... oh. Sorry, just quickly. Also, if you guys have any questions for Flight Center after these episodes, send them through to my Instagram or send them through to info at aviatrix.com.au because we will be doing a Q&A yet, but this is the last like final topic for the series. So to celebrate that and to celebrate a new month, we I'm going to give you out a quick little merch discount code so if you guys want to jump on to the aviatrix australia website grab yourself some merch we've still got plenty of keep cups available just pop in airwaves at the checkout to save yourself 10 percent off for the next two weeks so our first two weeks of september this discount code will go live on the first of september and will run for 14 days so enjoy that grab yourself some merch rock it i'd love to see it snap a photo share it with me that is our first little update and little surprise I had for you guys. Second, um, we do have some Aviatrix, just along the note of merchandise, we do have some Aviatrix Airwaves merchandise, which has just landed. And I'm just kind of finalising a few things and it will be up hopefully in the next couple of weeks on our website so make sure you guys jump on grab that they're pretty trendy little caps if I do say so myself so definitely suited for I'm hoping kind of everyone enjoys them they're not like yeah I like them I like the color of them I'm not going to give away too much more on that and I'm going to move on to the next thing otherwise I will spoil it all for you and lucky last update because it is the first of September it means it is one month until we start our oceans to outback challenge now another kudos to team aviatrix we have already raised two thousand three hundred and fourteen dollars Woo! so far and we have over 50 members in our team if you would like to join guys there is still a month to sign up so head to the aviatrix australia instagram our link is in the bio there make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter as well because i'll be sending out lots of updates which will be relevant for the team challenge and or if you don't want to be a part of it if you'd just like to donate that is greatly appreciated again you can find all the links on our social media I'll pop it in the show notes as well so you can find it and again along the train of merchandise we will have team merch coming for that and I also had someone send in a question the other day kind of asking how the challenge works they haven't done it before so pretty much you pick a distance for the month of October and you walk, ride or run that distance and raise funds for the RFDS. You can be from anywhere to join this challenge. It's not whilst you're a part of our team, it's kind of individual and everyone contributes to it. But if you are in some hot spots like Townsville, Brisbane, we'll try and get a couple other cities um, 
up where we have a lot of team members we'll try and arrange some events like you know group walks and then coffee afterwards little things like that so please 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 join our team it's going to be a lot of fun and of course you guys know how important the Royal Flying Doctor Service is so it is going to be raising money for a great cause and we'll be doing it in a fun way so I love that that is all our updates for today enjoy our travel tips with Sam Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Aviatrix Airwaves. Please do not turn off your electrical equipment, which you are listening to this podcast on, and instead just sit back, relax, and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. Oh, my last official episode of the Flight Center series. I mean, besides our Q&A episode, which we'll do at the end, but this one is our last official one. I'm kind of sad that went so quick. It did, yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me on the last one again, Sam. Everyone, if you're listening in, we've got Sam again, so you kind of have noticed we've done a little swapsies. We went Teresa, Sam, Teresa, Sam. So we've got Sam back in the studio today. And everyone's favourite, the red hot tips. We're going to be talking about travel tips today. And we kind of, we wanted to give you guys just tips on everything so we didn't really know how to how to structure it (laughs) so we've split it into how many different categories have we got well we've currently got four we've got four Mm. categories that we've split it into what are they um so we've got packing Mm -hmm. currency safety and something for mamas something for mamas yeah good I like (laughs) that okay so we've come up with about what three to five Maybe a couple more yeah. tips on each topic and you're going to tell me all about them because as everyone knows, I am not a very well seasoned traveller and that's why I've got you guys in the studio. So yep. hopefully I can just jet off around the world and not be back. I'm kidding. I, I love <laughs> it here and I, I love being here and I love my job. So I don't want to set off forever, but I would love to treat the travel bug just as I know all our listeners do as well. So kick us off, Sam. Tell me about some packing tips. So I guess the first thing I think about when I'm packing is where I'm going. Um, Thinking about the location. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I first travelled with my husband over to the UK, he turned up in a pair of fisherman's pants, thongs and a singlet (laughs) and it was snowing. So of course I had to take him to Primark and kit him out. So yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. First time meeting my family and all that. I'm surprised you weren't weren't checking his bags before you started packing. Yeah, so I think he met me me at the airport and we just travelled over together. So yeah, that was quite funny. So yeah, really, really thinking about where you're going. Um, With that though as well, like try not to overpack things um I try to take some things out and I still end up overpacking oh, guilty yeah. as I'm going to Melbourne oh by the time this episode is up I think I would have I would have already been in Melbourne on my girl's trip yeah. literally five days and I have like I hope Teresa's not listening to this because <laughs> she tells me to always underpack eight yeah. eight items but yeah. I pack like seven coats for five days it's yeah, yeah I'm I'm guilty of that I mean, the big thing if you're travelling around, whether you're touring or wherever you're going, is that, um, first of all, there's weight restrictions and different ones between airlines as well. So you might not even realise that you might be going from a 30 kilo airline to a 20 kilo airline. Mm. Therefore, you might get stung for hundreds and hundreds of dollars at the airport. The other thing is when you're in a lot of places, like the infrastructure in some cities are so that they don't have lifts. So especially in those cheaper rated hotels and things, um, you can be dragging your suitcase up five ten stories um you don't want to be doing that with 30 kilos so no. <laughs> keep the weight down, not for me know. 
so right. yes yeah, so there's those things as well and tour companies they have weight restrictions for the buses and things as well right. yeah okay. so some people don't realize they turn up for a tour and they might get their cases weighed you know they you know it's, it's only have so weight so much weight per person so many bags per person to fit them all on the coaches will so. make sense yeah. yeah so there are those things um one of my big tips for dealing with that is um especially if you're going to different countries with different climates is i'm um, turning summer into winter clothes right a cheeky little tip i do so obviously here i don't buy too many winter clothes no, no well that's why i was like yeah. for melbourne i was like i don't even know what coats like suit me i'm very short so yeah. you know are the long trench coats gonna look good i don't know yeah. <laughs> so i tend to take um you know a good coat a good pair of boots and turn your summer into winter mm-hmm. so wear your dresses throw on a pair of stockings or leggings with them and boots and voila you've got your mm-hmm. winter clothes there we go yeah Wonderful. <laughs> good cardigan as well um yeah the, the other thing with that is um with bags getting lost and things like that at airports as well I always tell people to pack a few outfits in your hand luggage mm-hmm. especially unpack for the destination you're ending up in um because you could be dressed in summer clothes arrive it's winter and your bag's lost mm-hmm. so um and that happens with cruising as well you might go on a cruise you know your bag gets taken to the room but you want to hang out by the pool for a few hours so always pack a some things in your hand luggage that if you get there, it's like a bit of an emergency thing. Yes, that's yeah. a good idea. Because I think a lot of people think of that, um, like that clothing as in, oh, just take a coat for when you get there, it's going to be cold. But actually be thinking about it that take something so if you rock up and your luggage is lost, which does unfortunately mm-hmm. happen quite a lot, yep. yeah, be prepared <laughs> with some clothes. And on the aircraft, it's really cold. It when is. they blast that <laughs> aircon, especially if you're trying to sleep, and they give you these tiny, thin blankets. <laughs> so yep. it's good to have a nice big coat or cardigan <laughs> to put on as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a pair of socks. Yes. <laughs> Keep your feet warm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, there's other things to think about as well, which I guess, um, in case you get things taken off you, because I've had people take exp- have t- expensive perfumes taken off them, is... Remember, your allowance for your hand luggage is only 100 mil. Mm-hmm. And so you can't have like a 200 mil bottle with 100 mil in it. It has to be a 100 mil bottle. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you don't want to put your beautiful $300 perfume in your hand luggage and then they will take it off you at, the, mm-hmm. at customs and things. Um, and a little hot tip I've got for international plugs. Okay. Okay, so take one international plug and just one of the multi-plug, the long strips, mm-hmm. and then you've turned one plug into five wonderful but you can't do that on cruise ships because it's a fire hazard so they take it off you oh <laughs> so there we there go, you go so right. <laughs> yeah. awesome yeah. so those are our packing tips yeah i believe so the other one is the, um, the packing bags they're really really handy to have to split like up the vacuum yeah or the vacuum packs or the ones that split your clothing into different ones okay there's nothing worse than having your case and having to pull everything out every mm-hmm. time you want to put some clothes yeah, on that's me so putting some like your underwear in one dirty clothes in another you know clean clothes in another it just just for you know th- taking things in and out it mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier as well wonderful yeah. what's our next topic that we've got so our next topic we've got is currency okay. okay okay this is one that we know georgie is not very smart on so <laughs> hit me with it number one um one of the things we tend to do which i've learned over the years is splitting my money up mm-hmm. so i take cash i take a currency card i take a credit card i take a debit card the big thing that happened to myself and my husband when we back, went to europe in september was um He's pretty hopeless, so he lost his bank card. <laughs> sorry, this, sorry, Dave. This episode is just about bagging yeah. Dave out and all the, yeah, things, he, all the things Dave's done wrong <laughs> that no, we're learning about. He did lose his bank card um, and another card. Um, we'd run out of currency and um, 
the only, we ended up with only one card left because the, actually the bank cancelled our one credit card. So that leads right. on to our another tip is make Number sure two. you tell your banks okay. where you're going and when you're going. Otherwise, they cancel your card because they think you've been, oh, um, you've been hacked. cloned or hacked. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so we ended up with like all those cards and one left. And if right. that, yeah, we ended up finding another one and getting the one unblocked. But otherwise, we would have been really stuck. So mm-hmm. don't, don't just say, okay, I'm going to put all my money onto a currency card and just take that. Um, make sure you split your money up as mm-hmm. well. So you've got, you know, backup plans if anything goes wrong. Yeah. So that's tip. Tip number one, split currency. Tip yep. number two, tell your bank you're traveling. Definitely tell your bank you're traveling, mm-hmm. yeah. All your banks. So just, you know, if you've got numerous credit cards, make sure you inform them all. Um, especially, especially if you spend like me and my husband, because they <laughs> definitely think you've been robbed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took them a week, so I was like, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, utilize safes as well. Yeah, right. don't just leave your stuff lying around the room, you know. You, um, you don't know what's going in and out of your room when you're not there, as, as safe as you think it might be. Um, yeah, definitely utilize safes if the you're safe in your room. room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the other things is um, some do your research because even though you might think that you need local currency in some countries, um, sometimes it's better just to take US dollars. Um, sometimes US dollars are worth a lot more in some countries than the local currency. Um, that'll take some research. Um, some countries in South America, some in Asia, I, I know taking US dollars, you get a lot more bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Um, the big point with that is, though, take small currencies. Don't be taking $100 right, notes. Okay. First of all, they give you the change back in their local currency mm-hmm. if they've got the change there to give you. Right. Yeah, even in the UK, we went over with some big notes this time, and it was only like £50, which is $100, but the frowns you got when you're trying to <laughs> hand over a £50 <laughs> note. <laughs> people. The frowns you get just yeah. handing over cash these oh. days. Because yep. they're taking, you're taking all your change from them, so that, yeah, they didn't like. So take, take small notes. Small notes. Small notes are good for, like, you know, even for tips in the US as well. Small notes so you can tip them. Yeah, when you get yeah, because that's really big. It's not very big in Australia, tips, but no. it definitely is. Yeah, over it's over the US, compulsory. You mm-hmm. know, you know, you can see so much on a bill, and you can add another thirty percent for tax and tips. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like you need that extra mm-hmm. money. Yeah, yeah, cool. cool. Tip number five: um, student cards. So if you're okay. a student, apply for student cards because it does get you massive discounts when you're everywhere as well. It always um, helps, always looking for that bargain. Yeah, so I think that's about the last one. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next one, we've got, was it safety? Safety, Safety yes. tips, this one's a big one. Yeah. Let's get into it. How can we be safe while travelling? So one of the big things is researching the country you go to. I, I know we've um, touched on culture mm-hmm. and things like that, but I think a big thing is rules and regulations. Um so some countries are, you know, it's illegal to show um, signs of um, affection in public to your partner. So, yeah, it's really, really, you know, wow. not just frowned upon. You can be, like, in trouble for it. Some are Middle Eastern countries, Asian countries, things like that. Um, really big example, which I was actually just reading yesterday, was my mum and my sisters are coming over next year. And I've got to explain to them that drinking in public, alcohol in public is illegal here. Yeah. Jaywalking's yep. illegal here. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the UK you can get on the train with a alcohol with and bottle. it's no problem, mm-hmm. you know. We've been on girls' trips on the train and in it, you know, oh, like and with a bottle of you know tequila and, and some champagne, you know, and, and it's um it's let fine, the girls play. They wouldn't know that coming in here, no. you know. They'd just think it was nothing. But you just know, you walk can get, out of the pub with it. Yeah, and you can no. just get you know massive fines and and things like that. So just knowing the rules and regulations of what you're allowed in each country, um, and think about the big places you're going to, like the Eiffel Tower, like 
you know, around certain places in London, you know, the Coliseum. Yeah, anywhere where there's a high percentage of tourists mm-hmm. are going to be a high percentage of pickpocketers. Yes. So yep. be sensible. Don't, oh, God, this is about Dave again. He's going to kill me. But <laughs> when he went to Europe. <laughs> no, I love this. But when he went to Europe with all the boys, he got in charge of the camera. And um, he just had it on a piece of string hanging from himself outside the Coliseum. Came back, just a piece of string. All their photos from their oh, whole trip no. gone. He's devastated. Oh, so, I would, I would yeah. not be happy with Dave. No, he'd no. be sleeping in the worst. Oh, the he was night. so de- devastated with himself because it was like yeah. all his friends and everything. But um, yeah, he learned his lesson. So we're really think. So I um, and even when I was around Asia, I went to a couple of full moon parties. Mm-hmm. They're really um, notorious for you know cutting the bottom of your handbags and things falling out and uh, just yep. getting everything off the ground. So just invest in a good thick leather cross the shoulder bag, you know, something, not a little backpack they're going to stick on your back that they can just put their hand in. Mm-hmm. Just being sensible like that because, you know, anywhere where there's a big, lots of tourists, tourists mean money, mm-hmm. money, disposable money and things like that that mm-hmm. people are going to be, it's just going to attract, you know. And obviously the, the obvious one, just not keeping anything too valuable in those bags exactly. as well. Again, utilising the UK, um, the, sorry, the hotel safe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of little things are using Apple AirTags. So they seem to be the yeah. big thing at the moment. They're really trending at the moment. How yeah. much are they actually? I, I think they're about 50 bucks. Something like that. You can get loads of different brands though. Apple AirTags. Let me just see how much they are. The funny thing about that is though, when you're on an aeroplane. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Are I you going to look I at saw, it? I saw a, f- a four pack and it's 145. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's yes. pretty good. I was thinking for one and I was like, oh, no. that's, that's, <laughs> not near, that's not near $50. Yeah, no, that kind of. That sounds pretty reasonable. I know um, people have told me that when they've been on the aeroplane, they think their bag's been left there, but it's the internet catching up. (laughs) They're like halfway through the flight and having palpitations, then all of a sudden it goes, and like their bag like appears on the flight underneath them. So So yeah, don't don't be too too panicky until your internet kicks back in. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Bike locks as well for train stations to bike lock your case up to things. Okay. um, Padlocks for your suitcases in case you've got to travel by bus or train on places so you can you know people can't just open it up and put their hands in mm-hmm. think of it like yeah. your house then really your luggage yeah, yeah. absolutely Lock it up, make yeah. it safe mm-hmm. so yeah don't leave your common sense at customs just because you're in another country enjoying yourself you know you know think about what you're like at home and how safe you'd keep things at home as well mm-hmm. yeah. that's a good way of putting it yeah just be very aware of your surroundings be aware of where you are you know what area you're in um are you walking into a I know, a rougher area or, you know, are you in one of the nicer areas? And mm-hmm. Yeah, and that comes down to forums, talking to people, research, which are kind of what travel agents are for. Yes, that's what you guys are <laughs> yeah. for. Definitely love yep. that plug. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, no, I was I was actually talking to the girls, um, I, like I said in one of our first earlier episodes, mm. so how we've been tra- um, trying to plan New Zealand next year. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so excited for us just to all go into Flight Centre. Again, these episodes were not sponsored at all by you guys. I'm so excited <laughs> just to go in, sit down, and you can do it all for me. Yeah. I don't have to be the planning one anymore. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, you've got to remember that was, it's not just years of experience, but it's a collective years of experience exactly. within the store. So if you haven't got the time to sit down, do the research, mm-hmm really really spend the time and some people don't even join do, don't enjoy doing that they no. then come in because you know even if someone's only been around a couple of years they've got the they can utilize all the staff in the store mm-hmm. and all the bookings they've done over the years to, exactly. to give you advice okay. exactly right love that yeah <laughs> any more on safety or are we moving on i think we can move on we can yeah. move on what's next i think the booking how okay. to book your holidays oh is a let's good go one. into yeah. it yep 
So there's a few websites that we utilize. Again, like, you know, agents or if you haven't got the time to do this, can do this for you. So um, one of the things is when you're researching research airlines, like one airline isn't the same as the other, mm-hmm. um, there's a good website called Seat Guru, which I use, where you can sort of plug in your aircraft, that sort of thing. And it'll actually give you um, the seat layout. Um, it can give you the recline of the seats, how much space you've got, um, you know, whether it's seat back entertainment, all that sort of thing. So, What was that one called? It's called Seat Guru. Seat Guru. <laughs> don't take your note down. Yeah. yeah. Write that down. I don't actually have a pen. That's I've I, literally I, got my laptop. <laughs> you, I'll you give, it, give it later, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's really, really good, It's especially if you're comparing different airlines, because you might look at one and it's a few hundred dollars more. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at the experience you're going to have from that airline, I mean, you, you know, a couple of, sometimes if you're traveling to Europe or the US, you're a couple of days on an aircraft. It's a long time to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be a big part of your journey mm-hmm. is, um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, checking your incline and how uncomfortable you're going to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very good. Seat Guru. Seat Got Guru. that one noted. Number two. Another airline, um, another website, sorry, we use is called Sherpa. That's really good. So Sherpa's really good for checking um, entry requirements for each country and transit countries as well right i haven't heard of that one before yeah it's one we use at flight center at the moment which is really handy um it'll tell you whether you need covid anything to do with covid whether you need um visas you can apply through your visas through there as well so um Mm -hmm. it's really handy for us when someone comes in and goes oh do i need anything to transit through and you're like okay i'll plug that oh goodness yeah you do actually you need Mm a e-visa or whatnot for Mm -hmm. it so that's really really handy for that um big thing as well is using your really really reading your t's and c's Mm -hmm. and that's whether you book with a travel agent or independently you've really got to read through like hotel t's and c's um flight t's and c's so you know general rule of booking is the cheaper the product the more restrictive the rules um usually you know no changes no refund Mm -hmm. and that can be with the airlines as well yep if you want to spend that little bit more to get the flexibility, um, you are going to have to spend that little bit more. And then it, they'll be changeable with fees or the hotel might be changeable, you know, down the track. Mm-hmm. I try really hard not to book restrictive um, hotels for people because people down the track do change their mind. They mm-hmm. talk to people, they go on forums. Yes. And then they realise, I don't want to be in that area, I want to be in this area. Mm-hmm. Or something's happened and my friend is staying here. And at least at that point you can swap them. Mm-hmm. Or they may find that they've got three day tours instead of day tours they want to do, and they want two day tours, and you know, they want to extend the stay yep. in a certain location. Mm-hmm. If it's restrictive, there's no changes; they've lost their money, you mm-hmm. know. Or you're trying to book an extra night, and it's, you know it's different. So, um, yeah, really, really reading your T's and C's, um, because yeah, down the track, you can't, once you've ticked that box and you've paid. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. even as a travel agent, it's very hard for us to get that changed. Mm-hmm. Almost impossible. Right. Yeah. Um, another thing is um, if you've got dietary requirements or needs or special events, say it's an anniversary or a honeymoon, that sort of thing, make companies aware, even your travel agent aware. We can tell the airline, you know, we can, uh, we can organize for assistance. We can let tour companies know. We can put that cheeky note into a cruise or a hotel. Um, even the agents do things for you. I've been known to, like, order little things at the hotel for people or oh, on the cruise. And so when they, when they turn up, they've got little little note there with something written on and something because it's their honeymoon you know so make don't be afraid to make people aware of that and a big thing with that is if you are booking through an agent book with someone you've got a really good rapport with Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's been around a long time it might just be someone that you someone you feel comfortable really talking about and your trip with and feel comfortable expressing Mm -hmm. your views on what they've put together 
um, think about what your first book as a draft or your first quote as a draft and communicate with your um, travel agent to work on that to get to, mm -hmm. re you know, your perfect holiday. Yes. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm coming in for 10 minutes. I just want it all thrown together and that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It can be a series of appointments. And it's mm -hmm. big in these days to make appointments with agents as well. So you've got the time to sit down and put things together. I haven't even asked how much, like how long is your usual appointment, like sit down with a client? Depending on where Possibly. they're going, I book a minimum of an hour. Okay. Yeah, a minimum of an hour. Some take um, 45 minutes. If it's a domestic, it can be like 20 minutes, half an mm -hmm. hour. But, um, you know, like, and that's the first appointment. Usually they go away. Talk about it. Talk about, about it, it. And I make a follow-up appointment for them to come back and mm -hmm. tweak certain things. And then there'll be another appointment, you know, where they come in and pay their finals and they might tweak some more. Mm -hmm. And then another appointment where they pick up documents. So it's a, it's a series of things. It isn't just a one-off thing. It's a working together to cater for your needs and whatnot. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, that's okay. Um, l looking at forums again as well and working out what you want to do in each place to get the best experience for you. I know we've touched on... Um, you know, what type of travel is good for you. Um, and that's why you need to communicate with either when you're researching or with your travel agent about mm -hmm. what you want to do while you're in places. So realising that you've got to pre-book mm -hmm. a lot of things, especially these days, just to make the experience what you want it and so on. Mm -hmm. It can be really good. Yeah. Wonderful. Is that all for our booking? Um, that was that was good. That uh, was a lot. Yeah. Oh, you got one more? Well, a couple more things. Okay, I sorry. Think this is something we've talked about past, but... Um, be nice to hotels. Oh, yes. Be nice to staff. <laughs> yes, I can yes. get a little bit hangry and a little bit tired yeah. on holidays. So yeah. I'll write this one down as well. Yeah, well, it's just because they, they I'm, and I know I'm one for you. If someone's really, really nice, I want to, you know, you want to do more for them. You know, the hotel staff might give you that cheeky upgrade, you know, if they've got a room free, you know. So just be really nice and polite and understanding. Everyone's people, everyone's human, you know, mm -hmm. and everyone's trying their best to, yeah. to help. So I think that's a big one. Be yeah. nice. It'll be take nice, you, be kind. It'll take you far. It definitely will, especially if you're traveling and, you know, people appreciate in other countries. If you're coming from another country with a different culture, if, like, you're polite and nice and understanding, like, I think they Gives appreciate it. Gives us a good rap. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Show the good Aussies, <laughs> even though I'm Welsh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. And the next one... Which is one, I know it's not for everybody, but travelling with children. Right. Yes. Right. So we've gone on to the mummers tips then. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, half of us will all be hope using these ones One day, one day so, yeah. Yep. So if no, not let's now. get into it. Yeah. So um, I've got one little boy called Jax, and um, I tend to go back to the UK quite a lot. And when I had Jax, I was very keen to go over. So Dave couldn't come back with me all the time. So I ended up doing a trip with him on my own. When he was one and a half, again, when he was two and a half. Now, I'm not going to say on it was your own. on my own. Not pleasant. Okay. At all, by any, <laughs> any shape or form. <laughs> but you get through it. But there are some things that can make it a little bit easier for you. Um, the first thing I learned, I guess, with Jack's when he was one and a half, because, um, you know, he's kind of like, you only pay taxes for a one and a half year because they're under two. If you can stretch to buy them a seat get them a seat mm -hmm. because if you've got a child sat on your lap for the whole time you can't 14 eat. 15 hour flights oh, yeah 14 you got well we did a 14 hour one so two hours then 14 and then seven mm -hmm. and then a coach ride to wales um you're not there's nowhere to put your food there's nowhere to watch your in back entertainment That's so true. Yeah. and we did i did book a cot for him they're only good for like three you know one to six month year olds we, um once you've got a cot in the wall you can't eat, you can't 
and no seat back entertainment you're just mm-hmm. staring at a blank wall for 14, 14 hours, hours which is and he didn't fit in it anyway so right. um yeah just um if you can get them a seat get them a seat mm-hmm. um big thing is lots of change of clothes <laughs> yes <laughs> because you get dirty for them and for you you right. know because confined space food everywhere trying to like juggle things around is really hard um don't bother with baby bags either a backpack or something on wheels I I was like oh I'll take my baby bag and once you get all the other stuff from traveling like they give you baby packs and this that and the other and then you end up at an airport and you could have to walk like Dubai airport to go from one to the other it's like a 20 minute half an hour walk to go to your neck and you've got a child that's half asleep so you're carrying a baby bag in one hand a backpack on your back and it's not fun no that does not (laughs) That does not sound good. No. I ended up in tears and I thought oh. like some of the other, some of the girls were like, um, who I was sat by was helping. I'll carry that for you. Come on, we're going oh. the same way. Because it's just, yeah, you just feel so overwhelmed because mm-hmm. you haven't slept as well. So mm-hmm. Yes. Tired, emotional, alone. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and utilising. So research at airports. Like it took me a few years. It took me till he was two and a half. But I realised like there was a play centre mm-hmm. in Heathrow Airport, completely hidden, two stories up best thing ever it's just soft play so you just throw them in there and you can sit on your phone plugged in scrolling <laughs> for some a, me time it was for bliss. your first bit of travel yeah yeah so that was good and like um for older kids as well i know like them kids under five can't do um touring or anything like that mm-hmm. but i know um some of your listeners won't have children yet but they may have brothers and sisters or they and parents like with younger kids and things mm-hmm. um but there are family tours you can go on as well. And they do the big destinations like Africa, you know, Asia, things like that. Um, and it's purely for other families with children. So you're there, you're with other mums, um, the kids have got people to play with. So, you know, it just takes that pressure off you. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people get that that guilt as well. When you're going on a holiday, you've got your little one with you. You want them to obviously see everything and experience it all. But then you're on this massive group tour and it's just all adults and your kid starts crying or, yeah. you know, falls over, bumps their head, something. And then it's just, you just, that, uh, like, added guilt on top, for, you know. Obviously, you want to care for your child, but then there's all these people kind of, you know, giving you funny looks. Like, yeah. oh, like, can you stop your kid from crying? Oh. Like, we're trying to enjoy it and listen to the tour guide. So, that's really good. I haven't yeah. ever really heard of those. So, And that's a good point for the planes as well. People will be mean mm-hmm. but there's a lot of nice people on there as well you've just got to try to block it out it happens all the time people are cranky people have traveled you know they're not in the best headspace so mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as it can let you let it affect you, you've really got to just try and block it out yeah yeah um one thing I did with Jax which is really good this year I wanted to take into Universal Studios um because mm-hmm. we did a, a transit through Singapore which is really important like another thing with kids is that I'm, I'll come to that in a minute but um okay. just looking at height restrictions and age restrictions of the places you go into and theme parks and because there's nothing oh, worse than taking a I kid. I couldn't go on anything for years. <laughs> yeah. I still think I can't get on some stuff. Good old Townsville show. It was too small. I think the I still remember to this day it was 147 and I was like, yeah. come on, I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> and imagine how disappointed they are if you go there and there's nothing they can go on, mm-hmm. you know, just you save it for a few years' time. Um, it was a good way to go and to eat his vegetables though because, you know, <laughs> eat your veg, you might grow that extra inch. <laughs> <laughs> that's another tip yeah it was another tip um but we did a transit this year like a proper transit through singapore and we did four nights there best thing i'd ever done in the world yeah because it stopped the jet lag for when we came home um we got to see another city so it was a holiday on the way home from holiday mm-hmm. um and it just broke up that journey because it, it is really for a mum, it's really 
soul destroying if you've got off a 14 hour flight and then you have to get straight back on another seven hour flight you're rushing with all those all that luggage yeah. that you were saying before trying to run through the airport yeah. and you're just straight back on another mm-hmm. stint you know of just sitting there trying mm-hmm. to like entertain them and, oh. yeah that's pretty good. Yeah, it's enough birth control for me. Today, so thank <laughs> I put you all up, but it's traumatizing. But you get through it. <laughs> yeah, and it's worth it to see yeah. them so excited as well. I'm sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only other one which we sort of thought of, which is completely unrelated but related as well, is um, a lot of people, we've got a lot of um, inquiry for ski at the moment. Mm-hmm. So a lot of inquiry for Japan. Yes, we were saying, yes. I was saying in what, first, second episode? Second episode, Yeah, second I think, episode. That um, Japan's going to be hot this summer, uh, winter. Yeah. Not hot, but it'll be the hot topic. And also you'll be in New Zealand next year. Yes, hopefully. You know, we've got Canada. Well, the big thing is if you're doing a ski portion of the trip, do it at the end. Oh, Okay. Um, the reason why, if you hurt yourself, oh, yep. it's going to be yep. why you're skiing. Let it ruin the end of your trip, not the beginning of your trip and not being able to do anything else. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't think that because, I mean, I did think of, you know, the injuries and because I've never snowboarded yep. before and I think we're going to be trying to snowboard. Yeah. And yeah, I did think, I was like, oh, what if I run into a tree or something and yeah. break a rib? <laughs> and it, it happens a lot. You know, you might just... And, if you do it at the beginning of the trip, that's the rest of your holiday ruined. Yep. At the end of the trip, you can be like, okay, it's the end of the trip. Right, I just got to get on a flight home. No, yeah. <laughs> and I can deal with Medicare when I'm back at home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, yeah, that's probably a little another, ski trip. A tip for everybody, trip. yeah. <laughs> a tip for a ski trip. That's yeah. really good. I have another random okay. one. Um, this is completely random. And okay. again, I don't really know. I'd kind of fall into the booking category, I think, okay. just to finish us off. Yeah. But... I know a lot of people that I know still don't know about things like the Cornus Wellbeing app and stuff. So, you know, your um, frequent flyer Mm -hmm. cards, whereas like say, for example, Cornus, they've got your Cornus card already and you can get all your points racked up through, you know, fueling up Mm -hmm. or using it for different stores and stuff like that. Your online shopping, all different ways these days to get your frequent flyer points up. But yeah, the Cornus Wellbeing app, you literally can get points for just walking and get getting your steps in daily stuff like that so yeah look into like we've always kind of gone pick one airline and like always book for that because Mm. it will yeah you might be buying flights that are a little bit more expensive here and there but it will all add up one day and then you can go around the world with your points like people can rack them up and again with those forums and pages and groups there's yes so many groups and tips for yeah all your frequent flyer points and how to rack them up and how to score the best deals. Mm -hmm. And on that note, like I join every frequent flyer program. Um, The reason being, for example, um, Emirates is one of the airlines. Um, When I've I've got my points with them, if you're just a member, you get so many, so much of um, Wi-Fi rainer on board. Mm -hmm. And also what I tend to do, because um, I only travel every couple of years with them, um, you get enough. You can actually spend your points at Dubai Airport. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily um, use it to get a free flight, but I'll go and spend it a duty free and get a free bottle of perfume nice. as I'm transiting through. Yeah, I know people with other airlines. They'll use it just to um, get extra luggage mm-hmm. or that you know that seat upgrade. You know, so it's not necessarily you're saving up for extra flights, but you're saving up for those little bonuses. Um, to use up all my points pre-COVID, I just went on the apps and there was, there was they actually have shops you can get. So I got a gift card for like Coles or whatever. So um, you can use your points not 
just for booking yeah, flights to, for, for really, using them for everything. That's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Point, point. Yeah. No, wonderful. So frequent flyers who are listening, look into your frequent flyer cards yeah. for your different airlines. And yeah, it doesn't hurt to have They're free more anyway. than one. Yeah. yeah get well. up, gets exciting, gets mm-hmm. you motivated to do your steps if you're with Qantas. Yeah, that's anyone. a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> They've got all sorts of things. Every, every airline's got their own little thing for yeah. different ways to Absolutely. earning them. So yeah. Absolutely. Look into it. Thank you for those That's tips. Okay. That was wonderful. I'm thinking what we'll do, mm-hmm. I might, if everyone jumps on the at aviatrix underscore Australia Instagram, I'll do up some little like posts and get our marketing to do up little posts yeah. with like some of these tips in them and we'll start sharing them across the next couple of weeks after, well, whilst this episode you're listening to right now is live. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for jumping no in for our last episode together. Oh, I'm really sad. <laughs> I think we'll just do the whole season. What do you guys reckon? Whole season with you guys on. (laughs) Take off your Wednesday every week. I don't think Flight Center's going to be too happy if you guys are. They might need us. And especially after this, because I think everyone is going to be in to see you. I know I definitely will. So you're at Stockland. Yeah, the Stockland branch, yeah. If you're a North Queensland local or if – can you do it over phone? Absolutely, yeah. you can do it over phone Mm -hmm. these days. So wherever you are, you guys can call up and have your very own travel agent. There you go. You're welcome. Thank you. It's all right. No problem. So phone, email. Yeah, mm-hmm. contact us anytime. We're happy to help. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, and Georgie. like we said, if you guys have any other questions that we haven't answered in our first four episodes, send them over to me. Send them to the Instagram, whatever you want to do, however, however you want to reach Aviatrix. And I'll write them all down so we can get all your questions, all your burning questions answered so we can help you book your dream holiday with these lovely ladies. Yep. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to to, 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 to Travel Chat. We have had someone send in their travel chat today via email. So I'm going to read it out for you. I haven't read it yet. I like to kind of keep it a surprise and yeah, kind of get my reaction on record. So let's get straight into it. Oh my goodness. Death on board as a flight attendant. Look, we were literally talking about this last week in the studio. Lockie's sitting right in front of me, guys. And we, before... We started filming the news segment of last week. Lockie came in and asked me this question. So let's read further and see where it goes. So she said, I'm going to keep this anonymous. She didn't state whether she wanted to be anonymous or not. So I'm just going to keep her anonymous. I was a flight attendant and we would deal with just about anything. Fresh out of training as a flight attendant, I embarked on one of my very first flights with a mix of excitement and nerves, as you would be, very nervous, yes, lots of emotions. The most daunting thing I dealt with was a death on board. Here we go. As passengers came onto the aircraft, a couple caught my attention. The wife appeared pale and unsteady, leaning on her husband for support. She looked very ill, and as a cabin manager for the day, I wanted to offload her, but... The husband insisted that she was okay to fly and just had a headache. Look, he's looking at me like, where is this going? Okay. Hoping that she would recover slightly in the flight with consulting other cabin crew, we allowed them to board. About mid-flight, the wife's condition had worsened. She was now visibly distressed and struggling to breathe and the situation quickly escalated. We rushed into action providing CPR and I had to think back to the training in ground school I completed that would help me in this very moment. Over the PA system, we called for medical assistance and did everything we could. It became clear that our actions might not be enough to save her. Sitting next to the wife was another passenger who was scared and frightened. 
Due to this flight being so full, we were unable to reset them. Re- or reseat them, sorry. So unfortunately, they had to sit there for the remainder of the flight. We did our best to reassure them. If anyone had asked if someone died on board, we were instructed to say, it appears so or we can not confirm until paramedics arrive. We also had to put a blanket on any deceased persons and fit an oxygen mask connected to the oxygen bottle, but not switched on, so it appears they are still breathing to other passengers on flight. My goodness. As a flight attendant, our job is more than serving drinks and snacks. We are the help that passengers need in case of an emergency situation just like this one. I needed to be brave and remain calm and provide resilience in this uncertainty and unexpected situation. Holy heck. That is so true when you said at the end there that about flight attendants doing so much more than just serving drinks and snacks. 100% agree with that. You guys have so much on your plate and you literally just have the resources that are on board with you. So I could not imagine how stressful this situation would have been for you. I think you said, yeah, it was one of your very first flights. So, oh my goodness. Um, Firstly, I am really sorry as well to the passengers on that flight. That is very distressing. But look, we were literally talking about this last week and saying like what happens on, on a flight when this happens. So that is, yeah. I mean, thank you for sending in your travel chat. I am, I'm very sorry again to everyone that was on board and of course to the family members of that um lady but yeah wow what a what a way to send in one of our first listener travel chats that that is just shocked me but also answered a lot of questions because like I said we were we were unaware of what happened on board so thank you for sending that in and to anyone who else would like to send in some travel chat you can email us info at aviatrix.com.au call the hotline which is in our instagram bio contacts or you can just message me, send in everything and anything. We want to hear We want to hear it all, the, the sad, the happy, the crazy, the insane, the unbelievable. Send them in and I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to send in any Q&A questions, Q&A questions, questions for Flight Centre for us to answer in our final episode with them.